Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Harley, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. University for seven years, and you still be doing third year. Yeah, you you'll be doing you'll be in your seventh year, but you'll be doing third year courses. Have a goal, amen. When I was in university, one of my goals was to finish school quickly and get married. Yes, because I had a beautiful beloved. Anytime she passes, my heart begins to beat very fast. I say I must marry this girl quickly. Somebody say quickly. Yes. I mean, you are in a relationship, have a goal on when it should end up in marriage. Some of you have been in a relationship longer than Robert Mugabe has been president of Zimbabwe. Yeah. Longer than Robert Mugabe has been president of Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. You are like, when he's finally out of power, then I will marry. Hey. Now you don't have an excuse anymore. Thou art inexcusable, oh man. Have a goal. Tell your neighbor, have a goal. In your personal life, have a goal. In your financial life, have a goal. In the same way, in your Christian life, have a goal. Maybe you can only pray for 30 minutes. Have a goal to be able to pray for an hour. Amen. Maybe you have never fasted before. Have a goal that 2018, as for fasting and prayer, it will be common in your life. Have a goal. Yeah. You got the message on 2018 fasting. We start from the 1st of January. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. Good. We also said that the second thing you must do is to overcome the chokers of the word. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4 that the word of God is a seed. So when that seed of the word of God is planted, it's supposed to bring forth fruit. So what are the things that make the word of God not bring forth fruit? We call them the chokers of the word. We, we don't have time to go through all these things, but Mark 4, 19, the Bible tells us that, and the deceitfulness of riches, the curse of this world, and the last of other things, they choke the word. So these are the three chokers of the word. The deceitfulness of riches. When people become rich, or begin to prosper, or begin to do well, what comes in is an English word called complacency yeah complacency we become complacent oh i've done this i've done that you know i've achieved that then the things that made you get where you have gotten you stop doing them sometimes when people become blessed they stop paying their tithe they stop paying their tithe because they were paying their tithe so that god blesses them then so now they are blessed what am i paying the tithe for anyway 
they become complacent. Sometimes when you are, because you sang three songs, you can become complacent, you know. I can sing one song. Even the keyboardist cannot play three songs without being reminded. But I can just sing all my songs without a reminder. You know, I'm the G in the system. Be humble so that you can get to higher heights. Somebody say amen. amen. Wonderful. Because you, you, you learned two scriptures, John 3.16 and John 3.17. Now you say you are a walking Bible. Relax. Be humble. I said what? Be humble. Amen. The deceitfulness of riches. Then we talked about the curse of this world, which is the everyday things that we have to do. The everyday, we have to go to school, we have to write exams, we have to go to work, we have to look after our children, we have to take care of our marriage, we have to do this, we have to do that. They have a way of preventing you from doing well as a Christian. We are not saying don't look after your children. If you don't look after your children, who will look after the children. Bible says, he that has a, doesn't look after his own, the same is an infidel. So the Bible is against people having children and not looking after them. So we want you to look after your children, but it shouldn't choke your obedience to God's word. Amen. Amen. Then we talked about the last of other things. I'm sure you remember all these things. How many of you remember? Because I want to go to the next. If you don't remember, it's on the podcast. Just go Find it and then listen to it. Amen. Number three, the third thing we want to talk about tonight. In 25 minutes and then we are done. The third thing you must overcome is laziness. To be productive, you must overcome laziness. Tell your neighbor laziness. Or slothfulness. Yeah, laziness. You must overcome. If why you must overcome laziness. And tonight I'm going to give you maybe only three signs of laziness. Because if I say you are lazy, you will argue. I mean, how can I tell a beautiful girl like this? Can you tell her that she's lazy? She will argue. So I'll just give you signs. If you see the signs, then that's it. You surrender. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter... Let's start from somewhere. 26. Today we are in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 26. Let's read from verse 30. Solomon is speaking. He says, And I went by the field of the slothful man, or of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, lo, what? The grounds had grown with tongues, and nettles had covered Lo, it was filled with tongues and nettle that covers the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. And I saw and I considered well. And I looked upon it. And I, I received instruction. Then he explains the course. The instruction explained the course of this situation. He said, a little sleep. A little slumber. A little folding of the arms to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. Hallelujah. So Solomon said, one day I was walking. Please use the timer, okay? I'm not timing myself, so use the timer. He said, one day I was walking and I went by the field of a lazy man. Then I saw that it was grown with tongues. 
And nettles had covered the ground. And then the wall, the stone wall that they had built, it was broken down as well. It was broken down. Then I, then God spoke to me. Usually when you are walking, you should allow God to speak to you. Even by the things we see, God is trying to speak to us. Even tonight as you are in the church, God is trying to speak to you. Yeah, even if I stop preaching now, I'm sure God has spoken to me. Even by the music, by the praise and worship, too many things that happen around us. God is trying to get our attention. Even without the Bible, God can use nature to speak to us. Because nature alone testifies of who God is and what God wants to tell us. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he says, when I saw that situation, that this guy, he's filled. If he was planting um, apples, there were no apples. He only has tongues. Nobody plants tongues. Because we don't use them for anything. And nobody plants nettles. And then the wall that keeps the land was also broken. So thieves can go there. Daha smokers can be there. I mean, no defense. Then he said, when I saw it, I learned something. What I learned was that laziness is the cause of this thing. He said, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to sleep. That is how your poverty comes. And there are two types of people when they come to you, you can't drive them away. The first one is somebody who is traveling. I mean, if you are here, you, we don't know where you are from, but let's say you are here. And one of your relatives arrived from Eastern Cape in the night. You can't throw them away. It's like, even if you don't like them, you have to let them, because it's in the night, they have been traveling. They are not from... Um, that they can go back. They are from Eastern Cape. If nothing at all, they must sleep and go the next day. That's number one. Then number two, an armed man. When an armed man comes to you, you can say, oh no, not this time, I'm not ready, go away. When he's holding a gun, he has come to you. You can't chase him away. And, and Solomon is telling us that when you are lazy, your poverty will come like these type of people, the armed man, and then somebody who's traveling. He's standing in front of you with a gun. He said, no, 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 go away. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Uh, no, 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 no. They won't go anywhere. He may, even because of your words, he may even shoot you. Yeah. May you not be shot by an armed man. But it says laziness is what leads to this thing. Where somebody is lazy. And lazy people don't achieve anything in life. So you will not be a fruitful Christian if you are a lazy Christian. Christianity is work. Rising up early to pray. Sitting up to read your Bible. Many of us are currently at the stage of quiet time. You read quiet time, small quiet time. And then word of the day. Now even we have become more lazy because they send us video of word of the day. So we don't have to read it anymore. We just watch it. Dun, 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 dun. Then word of the day comes. Say amen and share. That's all. Amen and share. And you are free. Because 
Look, that is for entry level beyond say amen and share. You must take a book and read it. You must take the Bible and read it. Somebody asked me, how come you are able to store all these scriptures? In? I said, look, when, sometimes I can be quiet for a long time, not talking to anybody. That's how the scripture stays in my These are things I don't say. You have just provoked me to say that one today. I can be quiet for a long time, and the scriptures are moving like I'm going crazy. Zoom, 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 zoom like that. You already you want to go and chat. Yeah, already you want to go and chat. I'm not even in the middle of my preaching. I'm sure I've used a couple of scriptures by now. Because I'm not going to get to the signs. And you need scriptures to explain the signs. It's not you just sleep, sleep, sleep. No. There are people in school, they don't want to study yet. They want to pass. They want to pass by some miraculous happenings. Yeah, it's like when I get to the, the exam room, and I take out my handkerchief and they put the paper on the table and then I will take my handkerchief and I will just do it like that. Abracadabra. Bim lala bim. Appear on this paper now. It doesn't work like that. Some people want to pass by faith. No, by faith. I believe God in the name of Jesus. Look. You, your poverty will come like a man that traveled or like an, your want as an armed man. Lazy people become slaves. Yeah, lazy people. You will not get anything, but you still need to eat. Look, if I get a chance, maybe next week we'll go into laziness properly. You'll be shocked at what laziness does. Bible says a lazy man, he does, Proverbs, Proverbs 24, I think 30. It's, no. 2613. He says four, 14 or something. One of them. He says, a lazy man, he doesn't want to even take his food and put it in his mouth. To take the food, like now the, he's hungry. The food is here. Take it and put it in his mouth. It's a problem. He said, even a lazy man, when he goes hunting and he has caught an animal, to roast it, he doesn't want to roast it. Hey! I'm coming to that. Yeah. So, to do well in life, you have to kill all forms of laziness. Tell your neighbor, kill all forms of laziness. Kill all forms of laziness. Yeah. Three signs of laziness quickly so that none talk and stop arguing with me. Number one, the first sign of laziness it's excuses. Lazy people give excuses. Look, when you are asking somebody to do something, they start giving an excuse. Know that you are dealing with a lazy man. Proverbs 24, 13. The lazy man or the slacker say it. There's a lion in the way. There is a lion in the street. I think the same scripture is in Proverbs 26, 13. Yeah. There's a lion. There's, there's a lion in the way. A lion is in the street. I think 24 even says that the lion will slay him. It says, the lazy man says, there's a lion in the street. I will be slain by the lion. 22. Thank you very much. 
said, there's a lion. When you ask a lazy man to do something, chairman, he will say that, look, there's a lion in this. Excuse. And this is like the perfect excuse. I mean, Ray, if there was a lion on the street, would you go onto the street? So why are you asking me to go onto the street for evangelism or for follow-up when there's a lion in the street? Look, Bible says even a lazy, lazy people are very wise in their own conceit. When a lazy man thinks of an excuse and he gives you the excuse, you cannot say anything. You'll be, you'll be, immediately you'll be confounded. The excuse is so perfect that you, you, you will not even know how to go around it. You just say, you may even stop whatever you are doing and rather go and help them with their laziness. I mean, you will go and agree with them. I'm tell, even me, I can't tell you that. Because the Bible says they are wiser in their own conceit. Think of the perfect excuse. There's a lion in the street. Yeah. So, oh, go and bring your sheep from the hostel. They are killing people there. Oh, pastor, have you not heard that yesterday they robbed somebody there? Immediately you are finished. You, what, what do you say? Do you want me to be robbed? Because you begin to think, what if I, I insist that he should go and he goes and he's robbed? Will I replace his iPhone? So a lazy man will say, you say, rise up and start. You say, ah, it's very cold. How do you say it's cold? Kuyabanda is what? Yeah, Kuyabanda. It's very cold. Yeah, Kodola. That's also a point. Yeah. He say, come for Tuesday. says, oh, it's very hot. Yeah, chesa. Yeah. Chesa, nya, nya. It's very hot. Yeah, Jesus. It's so hot. Meanwhile, you, she went to work. Yeah, in the Chisa weather, she still went to work. Yeah. It's amazing. Look. Hey, perhaps, eh, apart from Satan, laziness is perhaps the biggest demon you have, you can contend with. Tell you, no, it's hot. And you know it's hot. Look at the way Spa is sweating. So then Spa, what do you tell him? You are, uh, but you can see the way you are sweating. I'm telling you that it's hot. You, you are, you, all you can do is to agree with him that, oh yes. Yeah. You tell him, Mary, so I want to finish school first. I don't, I've not finished school. I want to do this. I want to do... And look, let me tell this one free of charge. Those who are saying, I want to finish school before I start a religion. Usually, your course is seven years. Say, so you want to finish school. Usually, they are doing something somewhere. No, usually, more often. Nine out of ten. Because body no be firewood. Galatians 19.99. Body no be firewood. Yeah. No, go and find that scripture. MZ. Yeah, 1999, Galatians. What do you know before? I remember the day when I quoted the scripture and you opened it. <laughs> Look, your body is not firewood. 
You say you want to do, you're already 33. You say you want to finish a seven-year program. So from 30 to 40, how are you, how are you surviving? Hey! How many of you like giving excuses? Well, you don't have to raise your hand. I've raised my hand for all of us. This one is for all of us. Look, when you ask people to do things and they start giving an excuse, most of the time they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. That's why they say all this. I mean, Madeline, I sent her a message late in the night yesterday. I said, today when you come, you are singing four songs. It's not like what she did. There's no one week notice. I always look me. Diligence is more important to me than even skill. I said, "You are singing four songs." Then she said, "Okay." She didn't know the song. Then I made the list of so that's why I was saying that. Ah, even me that I didn't come for rehearsal, I remember the song. Then you that you have rehearsed, you don't remember the songs. How? Then I made the list. I said, "You sing this, sing this, sing the four songs." She didn't say hey. It's short notice. Hey, when will I rehearse? Hey, wait, no. She just said, okay. Impromptu. She said, okay. That's how you see somebody who's going to do well. Somebody else will say. I was sitting, I was telling my wife, this girl, anything you you say she should do, she will at least try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works. But she will try it. Yeah, she will try it. Hello. Number two, since they say my time is finished. Number two. Second sign of laziness. Sleep. I think this one I shouldn't even explain. You you should just get up and surrender. You should just surrender. Sleep. The same scripture, verse 14. Proverbs, Proverbs what? Are we in 24 or 26? 26, 14. It says, As a door turneth on its hinges, so does a lazy man turn in his bed. As the door turneth, on its hinges. So does a lazy man turn in his bed. Watch this. If you can't see me, get up and see what I'm doing. It will make you understand. This is a lazy man in his bed. As the door turns on its hinges, as it is turning, then the lazy man is turning in his bed. Like that. Just, just, this is a lazy man. Anytime you open a door, remember the lazy man. Sleep. When the lazy man hears the alarm ringing, he slaps the alarm like he's casting out a demon. I rebuke this alarm. It's not five o'clock in the name of Jesus. The Lord called those things that be not as though they were. It is still 12 o'clock. 
he can hit the alarm and say, the devil is a liar. And then, what does he do? He turns. He does what? He turns. He turns on his bed. He turns on his bed. That second sign of laziness, oh, he is like, as the door, hey, look, from today, eh, when you open a door, remember this scripture. <laughs> as the door, 2614, as the door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man turn. Let's sleep. Let's sleep. Oh, five more minutes. Hair. Snooze. Look. Oh, just an, another 20 minutes. And lazy people, they, they, look, as he's turning, like maybe he says, I wake up at five, and the alarm rings. Say, so, oh, 30 more minutes. Then he will calculate that. Instead of closing at five, I'll close at half past five. I'll make up that 30 minutes. So then you sleep. When the 30 minutes comes and he rings, I guess, oh no, another 30, then you calculate. Okay. Meanwhile, where you work, they close the gate at five. Even when you see that, you come and tell them, they will close the gate. So don't worry, lunch break, I'll work. Instead of going for lunch, I'll work. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Wake up and go and study for exams are coming. Say, oh, I'll study in the night. When we were in high school, we had this friend. His name was, his first name was David. Now, we gave him a name, Stocky. Now, Stocky is a short form for Store kappa. Kappa is capacity. And we used to use kappa to represent energy. Do you get it? When this David boy is asleep and you wake him up, you say, Oh, I'm storing kappa. <laughs> Ask him to say, I'm sleeping so that I can study in the night. You see, and Every batch that every year group that writes the exam does the same thing. The school turns into two halves. Those who go for day school and those who go for night school. Boarding house. So there are some people who study in the night. They go and sit down from six. They will study till six in the morning. So the whole day, they'll be sleeping. They'll sleep, do other things, but mostly resting for the night. And there's some people who also go early in the morning and they use the whole day till six, seven, eight, then they come. Then they start fooling around, then they sleep. So as the exam is drawing closer, the school breaks into two groups, day school and night school. We know ourselves. So we in the night school, we know those who are in the night school. And those in the day school also know those who are in the day school. Simple as that, without anybody directing us. When you wake Stokey in the morning, he said he's storing kappa for the night. 
the night people come and they wake him up, he said, oh, I'm storing kappa for there. Hey! Now listen to something fantastic that happened. When we were writing mathematics, because we had been what we do, we do like the trials. So because we were giving him pressure, now he used to go and hide in maybe Junior's beds to sleep so that nobody would see him. So the day we were writing mathematics, I remember it was paper one and then paper two. He slept and nobody saw him. And he slept through paper one. It was when we came back from paper one and everybody is frantic because we just have some three hours then paper two. So everybody is just coming to grab something to eat. Some people are even still at the exam or they are not going anywhere. Those who are ready for paper two, they are sitting there. And we, we were almost ready. We have to go back. <laughs> Only for us to go and find Stockey. He had gone to hide in somebody's bed. And he was asleep. We woke him up. Stockey. And when you calculate how quickly we got to the dormitory, it's not possible that he wrote the exam and he has already come. He missed the paper. Yeah, he missed the paper. Stocky. He was doing what? Storing Kappa for the next year. He had to write the next year. Yeah. Sign number three. I close on this one. How many of you have been blessed so far? Yeah. Sign number three. Procrastination. Procrastination. I can give you 10 signs, but I think there is, even these three signs, they are enough to, you will find yourself by honest. Procrastination. Which is, I will do it tomorrow, or I'll do it another time. Proverbs chapter 6. We are reading from verse 6. The Bible says, go to the ant, O thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Whom having no guide or overseer or ruler provided her food and meat in the summer and bringeth her food or gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep? O sluggard, when wilt thou wake up from your sleep? Yet, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armor. man. So Solomon is saying that, lazy man, go and watch the ant and learn from the ant. And what is the quality that you must learn from the ant? The ant provides her meat in the summer. She provides the meat in the time where meat can be provided. And gathers her food in the harvest. It means there's a time. Summer is for gathering meat. 
And harvest time is for gathering the food. If you let harvest time pass, you can't gather anything. Winter, you are now looking for meat. You can't gather anything. He says, the key thing about the ant is that timing, he works at the right time. Then he asks a question. How long will you sleep? Which means, whilst the ant is gathering, the lazy man is sleeping. I'm sure tonight some of you won't sleep. (laughs) You will even make an excuse not to sleep. So he asked the lazy man, how long will you be sleeping? That's number one. And the second question is, when will you wake up? When when are you planning to wake up? When are you planning to wake up, Stocky? Stocky, when are you planning to wake up? I have to even Google him and find where he is. When are you planning to sleep? When are you planning to wake up? And how long are you planning to sleep? When the ant knows that there's the summer and winter is coming. And there's harvest time. After harvest time is seed time. At that time, you can't reap anything. You just have to be sowing. Go and study now. Hmm, I'll study next week. I'll study in the night. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow day. Yeah. Oh, it's only five chapters. I'll even summarize it. They gave you a big book. Please give me your book. Please. <laughs> they gave you a book that everything is coming from here. Won't study. Say, hey. Mm. Oh, it's very small. I'll finish by it. I'll finish. If you will finish, why don't you start now and finish immediately? Then we know that you are finished. Then you can rest. No. Oh, this right. You take me five days. When he's left with five days, you say, oh, I can summarize it. I'll scan through. I know this. I know. They'll go to table of content. Oh, I know this. I know this also. Oh, this one is easy. We did this last year. This one too, I remember. Yeah. Ah, this one, I remember it from... um, Last semester. Oh, okay. They are repeating it. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm fine. Then it will be left with one day. And you will think that Spume, when it's left with one day, they will be scared. They are not scared. Oh. Lazy people, they are not. They always have the confidence that there's always a way. <laughs> I'll get around it. Don't worry. And they will remind you. Oh, even last year I was at this point and I succeeded. Then now, one day becomes half a day. Say, oh, you I'll make it. Don't worry, I'll make it. Until the exam. Then now they are believing God for a miracle. That's when they start blaming pastor that pastor doesn't pray much for them. And pastor, they now start taking communion. <laughs> they start taking communion. And then they start recounting prophecies that 
Reverend gave before the exams. I call on this prophecy. It shall be mine. I receive it. I seize it. I take it. I stretch my hand over my neighbor and take it from my neighbor and I put it on me. dress for me one month I'll do it next week I'll do it next then now we are left with three days we are left with three days oh I'll do it oh. all I have to do is to cut it as soon as I cut it I'll finish though. Yeah. they'll say oh I just need to cut the pattern and then I'll finish they won't cut it. But look, I, one of the people I always pray for is artisans. Either they, they are like taxi drivers. Either they go to a school to go and learn how to lie. All of them, without exception. So it will be ready on Friday. When you come, say, oh, not this Friday, next Friday. Hey. When you come next Friday, you say, oh, why have you come so early? Come at six. Come and say, oh, I'm, I'm now ironing it. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm just ironing. You can see. I'm just, I'm done. You, don't worry. You go, they will never tell you sit away. They say, don't you have it? Go and finish it and come. Never finish the work. At his hands. Yeah. May you be born again if you're an artisan. Procrastination. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. To, I'll go tomorrow. When are you going to do this thing at home? First? Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll go. Let me not go today. I'll go tomorrow. Oh, it's only now the passport takes only seven days. It will be ready. Pastor, why are you rushing? Mountain of the Lord is February next year. Why are you rushing? Even I can do it in January. We'll be sitting here. February will come. You see, you don't have, you still don't have a passport. Yeah, why run if you can walk? Why walk if you can stand? Why stand if you can sit? You are still at the same place. Yeah. They will tell you, why run if you can walk? And then they will quote a scripture to you. John 19, 24. Slow motion is better than no motion. Yeah. <laughs> I said slow motion is better than no motion. Oh God. When will you start building? Oh, look, let me just finish this year. January. I'll start the building project. We'll be here. 2019 will come. When you go and argue, they'll tell you, no, I meant 2019 January, not 2018. Last scripture and then we close. Proverbs 22. 29. It says, see us thou a diligent man. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Bible says when a man is hard working, a man diligent in his business, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before mean men.
May you be diligent in your service to God. May you be diligent in your Christian life. If you are doing business, may you be hardworking in laziness tends to poverty. That's the end of it. If you are in school, you are lazy, you will fail. If you are a Christian, you are lazy, you won't amount to much. You always be in the church, some baby Christian doing nothing. You have been in the church for 19 years. This church, this our church, is designed such that after seven years in the church, you should be a pastor. Did you know that? That's the design of the church. All the things we have in the church, you can be a pastor. As soon as you, from the day you get born again, the church is, even now, the process has been made such that you can even become a pastor in five years. From the day you said, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins, you can become a pastor. The only reason why people are around 10 years, 12 years, 16 years, 22 years, and they are still church members. It's just laziness to toe the line, to follow the process that has been set in the church. You come, they say, get born again. When you are born again, go for new believer school. When you finish new believer school, start foundational classes. CFD, EFC, ECG, ZCC. Start all these exams. They say, write it. Laziness, I won't write it. Oh, why do that? I'm writing exams in school. They say, I should write exams also in the church. Small church that I came to. Does the church look small to you? Isn't it bigger than your house? You can't say small church that we came to. Is the church a small church? Everyday exams. But when you do it, then they say the next thing, by the time you realize you have been chosen to be appointed a pastor, just by following the thing. Even your gift, if you are not hard working at it, if you are not hard working at it, it won't amount to much. It will not amount to much. It, you have no idea how much I work on the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah, you have no idea. So, oh, I know that if I put my hand on my bowed head, the murder to God will drop it from here. It won't drop it from anywhere. I'm telling you today, from nowhere. May we become like the diligent man. And may we stand before kings. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself for just a moment or two as we close. Pray for yourself and say, Lord, help me to kill every form of laziness that is in me. Help me to kill it. Help me to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Help me to kill it. 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 Help me. Let me be diligent and hardworking in everything that I do. In everything that I do. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Pray for yourself wherever you are. Whatever you do. And pray for your Christian life. Maybe you struggle to pray. Maybe you struggle to read your Bible. Maybe you struggle to get involved in the things, spiritual things. Pray for yourself wherever you are. Pray right now. Just pray for yourself. 
Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. Pray for your, your, anything you do, whether you are a business person, whether you are a student, pray that diligence, hard work, will be your hallmark. Hard work will be your hallmark. Hard work will be your hallmark. Help us, Lord. 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 I'll open up my heart. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Man, to skip all over, skip all over. Brando lobo sepando kaske palola. Ready for your home. Brando lobo sepando kaske palaya. Lebo si kota si kepalaya. Help us to overcome every form of laziness so we can develop ourselves. Laziness in reading, laziness in praying, laziness in fellowship. Help us. May our excuses come to an end. May we stop giving excuses. May we stop procrastinating. May we stop sleeping, spending our youth and our healthy time sleeping. Sleeping. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Lift your hands. Let's all sing this song. I'm pledging my life. Pledging my life. Serving you is my desire. I won't be holding back at all. Responding to your call. I will open up my heart. Ready for your hope. To my soul, I'm pledging my life, serving you is my desire. I won't be holding back at all, responding to your call. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Help us, help us, dear Lord. Help us to overcome all forms of laziness that is set to make us unfruitful and make us unproductive. Let us be diligent. Help us to give up all excuses. Let us not say like the lazy man, there's a lion in the street. Help us to give up sleep. May we not be turning in our beds as a door turneth on its hinges. Help us to provide our meat in summer and gather our food during harvest time. That poverty may not come to us as one that traveleth and our want as an man. So you be glory. Let us be diligent so that we will walk before kings. Bring us into greatness as we work very hard. As a church, bring us into greatness as we work very hard. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 
Say a better amen. amen. You are here tonight. Maybe somebody invited you and you decided to come. But you know in your heart that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you quickly. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, I am born again. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Wow. What a shock. As the door turned. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.